This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I am your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. <laughs> Colin Moriarty is here. Hello. And making his first appearance on Gamescoop is Andrew Goldfarb. How's it going? Our new news editor. You might call him the new Jim Riley. I refuse to. Uh, I, the, don't want to degra- I don't want to degrade. <laughs> I don't want to degrade. I'm going to say the Andrew new Goldfarb. the new and improved <laughs> Jim Riley new. Wow. Welcome, High praise. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. you sit by yourself on that side of the table. Yeah, I know. We, isolated. <laughs> we sit over here. Uh, it's Saturday. Saturday yeah. afternoon. Just uh, a little over an hour until the Spike Video Game Awards Oh, my gosh. Begin. Yeah. Uh, but we've already uh, seen one of the biggest uh, trailers that was, was supposed to be unveiled during right. the show. Metal Earlier Gear today, Rising. The, well, Metal Gear Rising. I'm jumping to it. Revengeance. Yeah, Metal Gear Secret <laughs> Metal Gear Rising or Revengeance. <laughs> Can't make that shit up. So they pulled Solid out of the title. Yeah. Apparently. Uh-huh. Now, pulled... So what is that? So you're you're a much more of a Metal Gear fan than yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, adding Solid into the into a Metal Gear title, what, is, what does that mean? Does that mean to it, me, it takes it a place in a certain timeline or something? Or? Yeah, exactly. To me, this means that it's not going to be... I mean, we already knew from watching... I mean, the tra- they scrapped all the footage, right? If you saw it back at E3 when he was cutting up watermelons, that's no longer the engine. They showed the trailer, and it's all crazy. And <laughs> Metal crap. Gear Fruit Ninja. Yeah, it's by, Platinum, <laughs> it's by Platinum Games. Platinum Games is developing it. And to me, what that means that Makers is now... Makers of Bayonetta. Yeah. Uh, Vanquish. Vanquish. What was, what one of the, was the one? Uh, oh, Mad world ah, mm-hmm. they did i didn't know you remember yeah. that remember that uh, one for me so the, solid, the hardcore game for the wii <laughs> solid franchise is going to be i think it just means that it would be a kojima production like it was from you know Hideo kojima had a big part of it whereas now there's they're producing this but being de- it's being developed by yeah. platinum games yes so they're kind of just giving i'm assuming letting them do their own thing 
I but mean, this one has to stay in t- with the timeline. This is still a prequel to four, last I heard. We ha- like you know the show hasn't aired yet. We haven't seen the trailer in its real form. We only have this SD version of it. Yada yada yada. Uh, maybe we see it and they give us some more information. I doubt it, but you know it's possible. <laughs> well, the trailer um, it looks much. It looks like a Platinum Games. Game, yeah, I think for totally sure. fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, some of the stuff I like in it. I like all the slicing yeah, uh, yeah. of people up. You know, that stuff I, is I pretty cool. That's cool. They were like cutting people in half, cutting them uh, long ways, and well, there was the one where like yeah, at one point Raiden just goes crazy and cuts them up into a million pieces. Yeah, and then he explodes. I know, but they're like half people and half cyborgs. Yeah, that's what I was like when I I was trying to look at their innards. and see if uh, (laughs) if they looked like human uh, organs. And I couldn't talk about electrolytes in there too because it was SD. uh, That's why I couldn't. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah, I think so. But it had those uh, giant walkers from four, which, if you remember, kind of were somewhere between cyborgs and like mutant whatever, because you cut them and they sprayed out blood and they kind of screamed and shit. And it still stars Raiden, right? Yeah, that's that's the guy. That yeah, yeah. Okay, the white haired dude. Yeah. But it looked like that guy. I think the guy, the other guy, looks like Vamp. And Vamp shows up in four, not as a cyborg like Raiden is. I don't know what to see. Raiden, Raiden, Jack. It had been a long time since we had heard anything about a very long time. Metal Gear Rising. Kind of makes sense. Remember, there was a rumor forever ago that Platinum Games had, was taking over, and Konami, oh, I, I didn't yeah, that. and Konami never said anything about it. And then it, what they they did that really awkward, like it's not going to be E three, and then it wasn't E three, but they had in their little E three press conference uh, Kojima talking, and then just pass it off to some other guys, like hey, and he, he this guy's here to tell you about Rising, and he comes out, he's like Rising is still happening, everything's cool, and he walked away, like what? <laughs> okay, he's slowly back to it. So yeah, it clearly wasn't cool. What do you think, Colin? I don't know. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just I, I'm kind of jaded with Metal Gear games. So uh, I I love the the first two a lot. Metal Gear Solid. The first two I, Metal Gear Solids. Yeah, I love I love the original Metal you Gear. You didn't well. like uh, Snake Eater? I thought that's the uh, one that people Snake really liked. Eater. No, I, pl- I played it for like you know I I didn't play it extensively. I played it you know I borrowed it actually from someone when I moved here to take this job and um I just played it for you know a while a couple hours or whatever and I'm like I just didn't I don't like you. the way this game feels and then I played Metal Gear Solid Four like extensively like. Maybe seventy percent of the way through the game, and I'm like, this game sucks. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just, you know, so I was like, I'm like, this isn't even a Metal Gear game. It was like what Resident Evil Five was to Resident Evil, mm. where it was just not Resident Evil anymore. That game yeah. was just like, this doesn't even feel like Metal Gear anymore. And and that's it, what, it's a shame. Oh, it's just a shame because I really love the first one, and I even love the second one. I even love that game more. And it's a shame that it's kind of just taken a nosedive. So. Well, Peace Walker opinion. was awesome. You never give a chance. No. Uh, Rising, though, like that's my feeling watching that trailer. It's like the trailer looks really cool, but it doesn't look like Metal Gear at all. Like, it's, it, like I don't have any real affinity to be like, oh man, I have to go play that. Like, I'll be excited for it. And I will play it probably, but mm. just like watching the trailer, I'm like, okay, cutting stuff up. Looks like it moves like, a lot faster than the Metal Gear game. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, what is it? Is it is it just Bayonetta with that? Because Bayonetta didn't do much for me. Like, I <laughs> yeah. didn't really yeah. want to go into Bayonetta. I wonder if they're going to do any uh, motion control stuff. They are. Yeah, they, well, that's, that's what they said back in the day, yeah, right? Yeah, but that, I mean, God, like, God only knows now. They think it's been the on the ice for two yeah. and a half years. You got a new developer now. Nobody knows yeah. what the hell's going on over there. But that whole slicing thing, like you know, I could just see you holding the move controller or, or yeah, thank God. connect or the Wii. Yeah, the Wii U. Yes, holding the Wii U. Ta- I'm sliding on the tablet. <laughs> what I'm confused about is why then they just cancel the game and then and then Platinum makes their own game. And they don't have to like pigeonhole this Metal Gear Rising name onto well, it. Well, I d- I doubt they've had. Huge success with the you know with their original IPs that they've been work, working on you know yeah no I agree. now here that so it's like well now let's make a game for a, a very well known brand you know no I, I get that I guess what I'm saying is like you know they had this Metal Gear Solid Rising game and you know they want Platinum to work on a Metal Gear game so just let them work on them like why does it have to be called the same name of the game that was essentially canceled you yeah, know that's true. and now it's just like now another well that because now you don't have to admit that it was canceled. 
I guess yeah, so, even if they yeah. admit that something went wrong, really went really, really wrong. <laughs> no, the only thing I'm really happy about is that Kojima managed to get another made up fucking word uh, in the uh, in the title of the From game. From the man who brought you transfaring. <laughs> it's like, all right, great, thanks. Yeah. It's a bad word too. It's, it's just, terrible. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound good. Doesn't roll off the tongue well. Revengeance. It's like reading his Twitter. You ever read Kojima's Twitter feed? Well, it's just food that he eats. Yes. It, today it was like uh, woman in poncho and uh, mystery circles, and it was, the mystery circles were just uh, tire tracks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing. I I don't think they realize this, but just naming their game that like like they they cost them, themselves a lot of sales just by putting that dumb word in the title of the yeah. game, right? Yeah. Yep. It's good for uh, Google searches, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess sure. so. Yeah. SEO. The only thing they have, like that Konami has its hands on right now, that I'm like really interested in is is Castlevania. And other than that, it's you know, um, well, even, that, even those games are not being internally developed. So yeah, um, they're doing. I mean, they're doing a lot. What, what um, uh, Square Enix is doing in, in hiring Western developers. Right. Of course, Platinum is a Japanese developer, but still, uh, Konami also has that uh, 3D uh, new Contra game. Uh, oh right, yeah, we yep. saw the awesome teaser trailer. The C, well, teaser, the, the teaser C. logo. Yeah, it's <laughs> Konami. I don't know. Sometimes, man. Silent Hill delayed forever, and even when even the initial impressions of that one weren't positive. Mm. Well, actually, I thought the most recent impressions were positive. Never dead. There's never dead. I, which I, have, I haven't played that. Anthony one. did not like one bit. Hmm. Mm. And well, they have Pro Evo, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah, because that's the number one soccer game. <laughs> it just now you got another Metal Gear. Or I'm sorry, you got a Metal Gear Rising. Yeah, that we won't see for another two years. Yeah, mm. to, to me, it's just crazy that this is the same prolific studio that had to make a fake publisher in America just to get all of their awesome games on the NES. Yeah. And now like they can barely They should bring the Ultra label back. Yeah. Just just revamp. No one knew. No one cared. <laughs> it's time for a three D open world frogger game. I think we'll all admit. Yes. In please. first person. Yeah. I want to see what I'm interested in is is two things about Castlevania. One is like the sequel to Lords of Shadow that is being mm-hmm. developed, and when we're going to see that. And because I really like Lords of Shadow, and we we've had extensive conversations mm-hmm. about that game. Um, and and also like where the hell is the Metroidvania Castlevania stuff going on? We, we were getting, I would buy that that shit every year. Like, I mean, they were putting it out every year on DS. Yeah, for then, a while, and then it's been like a few years really since we've seen one, and it's like I'm kind of hoping maybe Vita or yeah, 3DS you would have thought the 3DS they would have. Made one for the 3DS, but... Uh, I'd buy a 3DS in two seconds if they put a Castlevania I'm sure they're working on collecting the other ones that they already put on the regular DS and yeah, putting them now in 3D. Yeah, so don't You're worry about grumpy it. grumpy today. I'm not grumpy. It's just Man. Konami in general. Oh, wow. I don't know about them anymore. <laughs> what, what, what puts you in a good mood? What do you want to talk about? I'm not in a bad mood. Okay. I, I think we're all in a very subdued Saturday mood. We're, you know, we've had we've had the wind in our hair today. We've lived. I, I don't have... Well, I went to the farmer's market. There you go. <laughs> I Did you buy cucumbers? Over. What's that? Did you buy any cucumbers? Asparagus. Oh, okay. I ordered some cucumbers today. Yeah. Uh, you ordered cucumbers? Yeah, I get my groceries delivered. Oh. oh I, yeah, I, I'm Greg Miller. Yeah. Andrew Goldfarb. I can't go out anymore. I get wow. mobbed. I bet. From Safeway or what? From Safeway. Okay. You do this regularly. Yeah, oh yeah, you also have your. Week. Greg also has his laundry picked up. And yes. I've done that once. <laughs> that was a, that was an indulgence, and it's only when it gets completely out of hand that I have to do that. I've only had to do it once. They did that in New York, and they they fold it. Yep. It's, it's nice. It comes back. Oh my god! It was it was yeah. it was amazing. It was just it blew my mind. I don't uh, need anyone touching my dirty underwear. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's a little uh, weird to me. I do it all the time though. When you're not yeah. home, <laughs> <laughs> I go in there, pretend to be you, walk around. <laughs> That's fucking creepy. <laughs> so with an hour to go before the VGA start, Andrew, do you have any predictions you want to make since this will be on the record? Oh, jeez. Um, oh, I like this. This yeah. is a good one. This is a good one. 
I don't know. I, I have a feeling that um, that Epic game, because there's a new Epic IP coming. They said it's not Gears. It's not uh, anything we've seen. Who's making it? Epic. <sighs> like when they, they I get did that it. talk. It's going to be Epic. <laughs> who's making it? I don't know. I don't think we know. See what I did there? It's like, who's on first, but for 2011? Abbott and Costello, look out. It's Jesus Miller and Goldfarb. A 22 uh, city tour. <laughs> Why 22 cities? <laughs> Sounds like a good number. Doesn't even sound that impressive. <laughs> They're going to Pleasant Hill. They're going to San Francisco. Brisbane. Burlingame. They're going to run the peninsula. <laughs> Stay local. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, at, uh, at Gamescom, one of the heads of Epic gave that talk where they said they're working on five new games that aren't Gears of War. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't even know what I would want Shadow from a new Epic game. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I would prefer Shadow Complex 2. Yeah, we weird all new would. Game. But, yeah, I really don't know. Um, it would be cool, I guess, if they did something multi-platform. Like, I don't think I want another Epic 360 exclusive. I think it would be cool if they did something crazy and unexpected. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as a prediction... I don't know. Um, gears of something else. Other gears than of something <laughs> else. Gears of something else. else. Yeah. Gears of peace. <laughs> now, Andrew has taken his watch off. And I have. Placed it on the table, and it's it's facing him. Are you keeping track of time? You no, just no not at all. No, we do have to do that. We're getting closer. Yeah, yeah well, I I'm scratching see, against the table when I move my arm. So I took it off. I'll, watch my I'll face it this way if it makes you feel better. Okay. Uh, there's that was it. We're not all going to make predictions. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I, so, do you have predictions to make? <laughs> yes. Okay. After mine was so good that you know why would you even bother following it up? That's guess. I guess yeah. I think Last of Us is going to be really cool. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they're going to show something with that. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's oh, that, that, well, they we can talk did about. the teaser trailer last week. So yeah, now it's time to put out the real trailer. Well, let's see what this business is about. Let's talk about uh, the fungus ants. There might be a reference to the Last of Us in Uncharted Three. There's no might about it, Damon. It's there, buddy. As clear as day. Yeah, so this so, is at the very beginning when you get in the fight at the at the bar. Or yeah, something, right? Pelican. Yeah, uh, yeah. You fight it out there, and if you walk to the uh, around the bar to the corner, you see a newspaper there that looks similar to. In, like, well, I guess it looks like a newspaper. Anyways, the newspaper <laughs> says something. You have the one in front of you. It says uh, something like uh, scientists baffled over deadly fungus or baffled over fungus. Scientists are still struggling to understand deadly fungus. There you go. And so. What happened, you know, last weekend when they released the teaser trailer for The Last of Us, it's, you know, it's just a voiceover over some, you know, the end of the world kind of footage. And then a guy, how he's missing, you know, what used to be pretty much like normal everyday life. Mm -hmm. And then on The Last of Us teaser site, they had this video of an ant crawling up a thing. Nobody knew what it was at first, but then some kids put it together that it was uh, from BBC Planet Earth about this uh, fungus that basically these ants breathe in the spores. They, the spores take over Mm -hmm. the ant's mind, walk it around, and then uh, put it to a place where the fungus can grow out of the ant's body and so everybody's like okay well that, that would bring about the end of the world that kind of plays in this weekend i'm sorry this week they released some screenshots call on tell me about them oh okay <laughs> i'm uh, talking too much the, I don't know. uh yeah the one screenshot was like a very photorealistic view of like some foliage and like kind of towards the sky Gre- mm-hmm. greg and i were talking about if it was even a photograph at first because it looks so real and so beautiful so i mean that speaks to the the fidelity of i think what the game's gonna look like is this real life, is this this real real life? but then the second screenshot which was hidden you couldn't even find it on the site you had to actually mess with the url to find it um of the original image was a picture of a newspaper um in like an old newspaper dispenser like all cracked up and looks like it's been there for a while and it has like some stuff about you know the united states uh, dealing with it and quarantining states and uh, people are you know millions of people are infected and you know england's under martial law and all sorts of stuff all sorts of colin 
column things that I really mm. enjoy. So can I, you see I, the name of the newspaper? Like, did you see if it's the same as the one in Uncharted Three? Mm. No, I don't think that. I don't think there was even. It says The Last of Us on it. Like, in like, yeah, that's, that's like the, the headline. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember if you can see the title of the newspaper. The one in there is the Observer. The one in the in Uncharted Three is the Observer, and then. Uh, at the at the same day they release the screenshots, they extend the ant clip to where it's the ant clip for the usual 15 seconds, then it's blackness for another 15 seconds, and it's like somebody with a recording device pretty much, it's got like breathing really heavily and then there's like silence and you hear like this weird clackety clack, mm-hmm. and it, uh, me and Colin think it sounds like alien language from like signs and then uh, you hear it like a scuffle and then a scream and it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. That I'm, sounds awesome. I'm I'm excited. Excited. Just the, the tease of that game sounds great, but when it turns out to be a side-scrolling eight-bit one, we'll be all pissed off. <laughs> yeah. no, that would be awesome too. <laughs> I'm excited for it though. Like, it would be really cool if it was a dramatic, like, zombie game with a good story. Because, yeah, I really like, hope it's not zombies. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I hope that the, whatever if, if I mean, we're all sticking with the idea that you know that this is you know you're breathing some kind of fungus or whatever, or whatever it is, and it's bringing something out. I'm hoping it's bringing out a new kind of creature and not an alien necessarily, like or, the chimera. Yeah, see, yeah. And that's why you got to be careful. You don't want to make the exact same game. <laughs> Here's your PlayStation 3 exclusive. Oh, this exclusive sounds a lot like Resistance 3, or every Resistance, I should say. So not a sequel to The Last Guy. No, sadly. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll announce that as well. Maybe we a bundle. <laughs> Can have everyone walk through the office again when you review <clears throat> Yeah, what a great game that was. But yeah, I mean, I would love to see a zombie game taken really seriously, because like that's what I got from that Dead Island trailer, Like, and I was excited for something yeah. to be really like grounded and cool and like, Great storytelling, and then we just got like another tongue-in-cheek dumb zombie game. Eight point Yeah, I mean, it was, it, 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 I, I love the game, but I mean, it was yeah, it wasn't like super serious. Like, no, the storytelling was, yeah. was not what it was good at. Yep, it was good at making you search luggage, and man, we got some duct tape. This fun. is awesome. <laughs> Shut well, up. The game was fun. Go far, you know. Remember, Telltale is making that Walking Dead game. Yep, that's but true. of course, Telltale made Jurassic Park, and <sighs> yeah, yeah, they haven't really been hitting him out of. I, I am. I'm not... I mean, the, the Back to the Future games have been kind of like... I liked them. The ending sucked. The ending of the Back to the Future game sucked. Yeah. And most people, were, I think, were with me that they were all right games. But yeah, I don't all know. All right. They were all yeah, they right. Were well, all I right. mean, like, it's one of those things I liked it, I think, a lot more than... I think I know I liked it more than Colin liked it. What? Back, back to the, the Future. Yeah, yeah, adventure games just feel really antiquated, especially on a, on a console. Yeah. And controls is just kind of... You know, like, like Damon said, it wasn't a home run or whatever. Like, I, to me, like, Back to the Future is like, you know, the, the single into the gap... You know, like he, single to the it's guy. Baseball yeah. Time. Yeah. It's baseball <laughs> yeah. It was good. It got you on base, but you, you know, the next guy struck out, and then you just went back I, to the second. I, I, I can't. As much as I love The Walking Dead, I can't. I don't want to sit here and doubt doubt how might, good it might be. Mm-hmm. Especially seeing how we've seen nothing. We've seen one screenshot. Do we know? So we don't know if it's episodic again or anything. I forget. It's been so long, man, since they talked about that game. So long, man. I don't even know anymore. Uh, we're gonna watch Walking Dead tomorrow. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Are we doing that? Yeah. You want to let the kids in? <clears throat> And what's happening? Damon and I are going to marathon all of season one of Walking Dead because he's never seen it. Yeah, that's true. So we're going to catch him up tomorrow. That won't take you very long. It's a fun Sunday. Yeah, it's like, that's what, why, it's like seven that's hours, why you eight can hours. Do it on a Sunday. It's only six, six episodes. episodes. Yeah. Oh, six hours then? I guess that's how math works. Well, the pilot's like an hour and a half, I think. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, so it looks like back to Greg's Jeez, numbers, that's, huh? That's oh, good. That's who's fun. jumping down his ass now? Nobody. He's <laughs> jumping down his ass. <laughs> Not me. You would have to like have your head on the ground, <laughs> your ass up in the air. I want everyone to draw a picture of that. No, don't send that to me. But Do not send those at all. Even a a funny cartoon, like when we had the guy chained up and the burgers falling on the ground. That was good. That was a good one. Could use more of those, actually. Uh, there's a game coming out next year called Kingdoms of Amalur. Oh. Reckoning. Not Revengeance. No. Just Reckoning. We've seen this game. Many times. It looks uh, good. 
We lost we lost one of our own to this. Yeah, game. that's what I was gonna say. I mean, despite Ryan Geddes' best efforts to go over there and torpedo the project, it yeah. still looks good. It still looks like something I'd want to play. It's it is good. I have not checked it out, but everybody that does uh, returns with very uh, positive things to say. A lot of people say this is what we wanted Fable yep. Three to be. Yep, it's a cool game. I've played it. A really nice times. visual style. Uh, so the story sounds cool. Action RPG. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Cool and uh, that comes out when is it? Feb- it has a release date. It's February. Soon. It's like yeah, it's coming up. February seventh. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's cool. We should have uh, um, more coverage of that, like leading up to the release date for sure. And and uh, it's I think the, what I keep writing about about this game and talking to people about is that I think this game's gonna really surprise people um, if they give it a chance because it's so it's so dense. And I think people like people that like dense RPGs as far as storytelling and concern. You know, R. Mm-hmm. R. A. Salvatore wrote the game so he's like a very prolific you know sold like two dozen best-selling New York Times bestseller he wrote the Lord of the Rings and uh, Two yeah. Towers yeah well so they've uh, released the uh, information on the the special collectors and signature editions yes. over here so yes. Uh, depending on uh, how much you think you're going to like this game, you may want to start saving your pennies for the signature edition. What do you mean, Damon? It's going to be what ninety nine dollars? <laughs> that's not that's chump change. I, yeah. want, I want my little my little uh, statue of Arisel. You're setting this up like a Ronco commercial. You like the yeah, like I heard it's gone. Ronco, I don't know. Ronco Peel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Remember? Anybody remember the song "Mr. Peel by Weird Al Yankovic? No, no, I don't remember that one. It's good. Okay. Uh, you want to hum a few bars? Mr. Popeil, tell me, what am I supposed to do? It's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Smash it. You can even cut a tin can with it, but you wouldn't want to. This is the song. Uh, yeah. uh, signature Pretty edition good. of uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning is $275. Yeah, Damon, yeah. what does it come with? It comes with all the content from the collector's edition, which is all the content from the special edition, uh, which is a copy of the game, a parchment map, uh, a, an Amalur-themed seven-piece dice set and dice bag. I don't know why you need dice for this game. Because they assume there's you're a, a huge dork and you're going to go play D&D when you're Apparently dark. there's like a board game involved with this, too. A full set of 40 Destiny cards. Don't know what those are. Mm. The, the game's soundtrack. A fate-touched uh, weapons pack bonus DLC code. Then a troll figurine. Like a troll doll? In, like individually the out in the individually <laughs> numbered. Uh, created by McFarland Toys. Uh, concept art lithograph signed by Ken Ralston. And the troll figure is signed by either Todd McFarlane, R.A. Salvatore, or Kurt Schilling. You don't, you don't know that's, who. That's the part I find the funniest, because if it's signed by Kurt Schilling, it becomes like sports memorabilia. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I love walking into one of those shops with like your troll figure. Troll dolls. If, it's, it's in a freaking Minnie Mouse skirt. If I bought that thing at Kurt Schilling... Decided I'd throw it in the fucking garbage. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> his, uh, his bloody sock is worth money, so oh, why wouldn't God. his troll figurine? And the, the last thing is uh, <laughs> an individually numbered custom sketch by Todd McFarlane. So the only thing that's different, in, so the collector's edition is $200. The only thing that's different with the signature edition is that you get a sketch from Todd McFarlane and your troll statue is signed by somebody. Have they put numbers like on how limited this edition is? So the signature edition, there are only 300 copies. Okay, well, I can't. 300 it's, copies. It's like 300 of the signature, 700 of the collectors, and then 1,000 of the special. So 2,000 of, 2, 2, of the special. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, well. Gotcha. All right. I was going to say this is a dumb idea, but that's fine. That's, yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Sure. No, it's free. Make your money, all right, only, Salvatore. I mean, how many people would buy them? I bet 300 people will buy them. Oh, yeah, signature sure. Ryan Geddes will buy them and give them to us <laughs> <event. laughs> It seems weird to do it for a new IP because if it's like Mass Effect Three had a two hundred and seventy five dollars, yeah, I guess that's kind of like, weird. Yeah. It's like um, you need to, yeah, 
They're like, push, what if the game is bad? It. What it's if like, you buy that and then the game is the, terrible? Yeah, the super fans are the people who would buy uh, who would buy the signature edition, but the, the game isn't out yet. How can you be a super fan? Yet? Right, so. exactly. Yeah, they're working on two games though, so it's 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 something they're gonna. Kingdoms of Amalur is gonna be. They tie in um, the same universe, right? Yeah, so I went to a thing at Comic-Con, actually. It was really fascinating about the story. Ari Salvatore was there and stuff, and, like, the intricacies of the story is insane. Like, they they want everything to be, like, have a purpose and, and intermingle between the games. And he, he made an example of, like, uh, in the MMO, I think the MMO takes place, like, a thousand years ahead of when Reckoning takes place. And he's like, in the MMO, you go to, like, a... a you find like these ruins, these castle ruins, like in a huge field, or whatever. But like that same location in Reckoning is like the castles there, and you get to explore the castle, and then you explore like the ruins of the castle in the MMO or whatever. Which I think is kind of cool, you know. Um, a, lot, a lot of people talk in our industry, or like fans <laughs> from the outside, about how you know how do you guys cover the games and not get sick of them? Yada yada yada. I'll I'll be totally upfront that I'm totally sick of this. I've been at I've been at IG in five years in March, and I've been covering this game. It was literally the first Comic Con I ever went to. I interviewed Ari yeah, we have previewed about this. the hell out of this. Game. And I mean, and I mean, just Thirty Eight Studios as a whole because they came out of the gate so early. That mm-hmm. first Comic Con, it was just there to say that they were working on the game. Here's Ari Salvatore. He couldn't talk about what exactly he was doing. Like every, and then every Comic Con and PAX, there's like a little bit of more info. You know what I mean? And now you're finally at a point where the, one of the games is about to come out. And you're like, okay, the game looks great, but. I don't want to ever talk to you again, R.A. Salvatore. <laughs> Get away from me. Well, it's almost here. Yeah. Only a couple more months. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I guess it's worth it. Uh, you know, I'm glad we've got um, The Last of Us uh, being unveiled tonight. Or, yeah. You know, starting to learn about that. Because the only other PlayStation exclusive I'm really excited about is The Last, is Last Guardian. And I, don't, I honestly don't know if I'm ever going <laughs> to get to play one, that like, There's another one off the rails. Yeah, like, jeez. There, I don't know. I, I I reached out to Sony and they, and they talked to us very briefly. And we wrote a story about it, um, just saying that Ueda was uh, committed to finishing the game. We'll on give contract. a quick rundown for people who are just joining the story if they're okay. not if they're not reading. All right. all so the Last Guardian is a Team Eco game from Studio Japan. It's Go further a, back than that. It was announced in 2008. Further, tell me about the PlayStation. When did this come out? <laughs> so the PlayStation began as a Super I, Nintendo sorry, CD add-on. <laughs> So anyway, Team Eco is a very prolific, you know, you, you would know them from the game Eco, obviously, and Shadow of the Colossus on PS2, and they've been working on this game, uh, The Last Guardian, for, you know, roughly five years. Um, yeah, what, so Shadow of the Colossus came out? No, five. Just a so five, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. longer than that. So six years, probably. Yeah, yeah, they probably had a break, and then they started yeah. working on this game. So, um, yeah, this game, you know, the game was revealed, I think, I think they revealed it officially in 08 or 09, and then it was supposed to come out maybe in 2010, and then it was supposed to come out, I think, this year. Yeah, and this got, year for sure. And then it got... Like push back again, and everyone they, they, they flew. Very they flew Clements out to Tokyo last, last January. Yeah, and showed it. He saw early, it very early this year, and he saw it. Yeah, and and, and the game looks cool, and I'm sure it's going to be. You know, I'm sure what it is is going to be great. They they have a great pedigree, but everything kind of started coming off the rails. Like you know, a few weeks ago, um, uh, Fumito Ueda, who is the the he's the director and basically the founder of Team Eco and directs all the games, um, was rumored to have left. And uh, we don't really know like what happened. He's tweeted once since then saying he's still working on the game on, under contract, which to me means that he he's is, contractually obligated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or that he's like he left and he agreed like that he'll, he'll finish the game. And then he doesn't, he doesn't want to do anything anymore. And then the executive producer of the game definitely left. Yeah, he's gone now to um, make social games. Um, yeah, Bossa or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so he's gone. So the two heads of Team Eco basically that are like the producer and the director left. <laughs> and and uh, the game, I, I I suspect the game is in some sort of state of development hell right now. Um, but we don't know because they won't, you know, other than Sony telling us that he's committed to finishing the game. That's the only official comment they've said um, about it. And we don't really know what happens. So Greg and I have talked extensively. We have our theories of what's going on over there. But we don't, it's all conjecture. We don't, we don't know. Yeah. 
but it's it sucks because the real the real story is there's a pizza on the line. Yeah, there if is. it doesn't come out this year, I owe Colin a pizza. If it comes out, I'm sorry, this year being 2012, I'm looking ahead. Okay. If it doesn't come out in 2012. I owe Colin pizza. That but if out. it comes out in 2012, I owe me a pizza. That game's not coming out in 2012. I'll tell you right can't now. Can't wait game. to eat my pizza. <laughs> I can't imagine that game's going to come out in 2012. No one's played it. If it doesn't come out in 2012, that game, they should just stop making it. It should never come out. <laughs> my th- here's Games my th- don't get better with age, generally. Here, here's, Duke Nukem. How long do we yeah. have to wait uh, for that yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Here's my theory about, about what happened over there. And, and this is all conjecture, but this is what I think happened. Okay. And, and you know, who the hell knows? When they, they'll never say. Uh... Sony was probably asking Team Eco and Ueda, where the hell is the game? You know, how long, how much money are we going to dump into this game? This game's been in development for a long time. And he was probably feeling the pressure or whatever, and they, there was probably some sort of conflict, internal conflict, between Sony and the heads of Team Eco, and, they, and they're like, we're, we're done. <laughs> I'm out. You know, like, we... we <laughs> I'm going to ask you! <laughs> to me, it seems like, to me, it seems like, uh, you know, they... It, it, Greg and I talked about this. It seems like Polyphony and Studio Japan, which are two, you know, Sony owns 15 first-party studios. Two of them are Japanese, and, and Polyphony is the, the guys that make Gran Turismo, and then there's, and there's Studio Japan, and in Studio Japan is Team Eco. And it seems like they kind of just take their time and do whatever they want uh, with, the, with the games over there, and, I, and other studios are putting out, like Naughty Dog puts out a game, which is arguably as good or better than anything Team Eco's ever done, um, in two years. And Sucker Punch puts out great games in two years. And, you know, Gorillaz put out two Killzone games on PlayStation 3. And, you know, uh, London Studios and Cambridge are working on all these things. And, 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 and so, like, there's examples around the family of, like, games getting out, games doing well, games hitting critically. And, and, and uh, to me, it seems like Sony was probably at some point like, what the hell is going on? You know, Gran Turismo was delayed at Polyphony all this time. And yeah. now this game's not coming out at this studio on time. We mm-hmm. need to do something about it. So I wish they would talk about it. You know, one, it's going to come out one way or the other, I suppose. But I don't know. That's my theory. Do you agree with that, Greg? Yep. They all got the Ryan Clement syndrome over there. Well, I paid my dues. I can. I'm a fucking genius. I can take forever to do whatever I want to do. And you got to say no. That Shut is, the fuck up, Clement. That, that is so Clement. Sounds just like him. <laughs> to be a fly on the wall, though, Studio Japan right now to see what's going on over there would be. You know, I want. I would love to get to the bottom of what what happened over there. To just be cut a, to there. And to just, be there's fly, fires everywhere. To be a fly that understands Japanese. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you got your wish, Colin. He's a fly on What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we'll transport you to Japan. And be a fly for ten minutes on the wall, and then I get there. I'm like, shit! I forgot my voice recorder, and I don't, and I don't understand Japanese. <laughs> a little fly voice recorder. <laughs> so then I come back and I try to say some of the things they say. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> it's got the night. Uh, uh, That's I actually know. the plot of Epic's new game. <clears throat> oh, and by the way, yeah, I, I, about the Epic game, just real quick. I think that, that game will be cross-platform. That's that's, that's, that's oh, yeah. It was a little delayed. I'm just catching call up. Speaking, call him marinates on his thoughts. Speaking of Epic, uh, listeners, make sure you tune in to our Gears of War 3 ROM Shadow livestream this Monday. ROM Shadow is new campaign content that's downloadable, comes out on Tuesday. We'll be streaming the first two chapters of that uh, for an hour uh, a day early on Monday at noon Pacific time. Uh, so over our, our lunch break, yeah. Uh, yeah, just pull up a chair, watch this play through. Uh, it'll be Peter Eichmann's, Peter Vinkman, and uh, Casey Lynch, editor-in-chief of IGN.com, playing... Uh, the first two chapters of Rom Shadow. Check it out. Another. Oh, yes, Greg. Yeah, but I don't know if you noticed this. But we have a Vita channel now. We do. Vita.ign.com. <laughs> Full of all your Vita needs. Mm-hmm. Remember, nope. ladies and gentlemen, you might say, "I just go to ign.com." That's where I get. You don't do that, kid. You're missing a lot of stuff. Every every platform channel has a whole bunch of good stuff, but mm-hmm. ignore them for a while because Vita.ign.com <laughs> is up and running. Uh, no more PSP channel. Well, it still exists. 
Well, but it's not in the nav. Bar, so yeah, so you no one yeah. will ever find it Unless again. Unless you type psp.ign.com into your browser. I, I, I'm going to start putting tumbleweeds up as <laughs> top images. See how long it takes anyone to notice. You put tumbleweeds two years ago for top images. Yeah, yeah. That would have made sense. Yeah. But yeah, no. The Vita were, believe it or not, Damon, a week from now, it'll be out in Japan. Shut your mouth. I'm, I ain't lying, brother. And people will be playing it. They'll be up there. They'll be playing the Uncharted Golden Abysses. We'll be importing. No. We'll be playing that stuff. But that comes out in Japan. Yep. yep. Really? That's yep. a launch title. Yep. That's, a launch That's title crazy. Yeah. yeah. That Uncharted comes out of Japan before here. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Uncharted's pretty big in Japan, so they're, yeah. they're excited. I like about the, the Uncharted has good box art in Japan. Have you ever seen the Japanese box art for the no, Uncharted games? I don't think it's I pretty epic. It's good. Listeners, check that out. Yeah. Google. But yeah, the Vita will be up and running. We'll be importing units. We'll have st- we're have a ton of content walking you through how to hook them up, what it does, how the memory... Like, There's so many questions about the Vita. If you, I don't know if you've... It, now the Vita... Dot, dot, not, before, what is it? The story, Where did it come from? The stories were nebul- <laughs> nebulous before, Damon. Sometimes they just show up on the DS or the movies channel. You never know you're going to find the Vita news. But now you'll, yeah, I'll, I'll recap the stories. Every day something fucking different is said about what the Vita can do and can't, what it can't do. A couple days ago it cured cancer. Not anymore. Now it doesn't. But for real, there's been a lot of debate about, like, can you tie it to PSNs? Originally, it was like, every unit's going to be able to, to one PSN account. Now it's every memory card can, but there might be a factory reset, but we're not 100% sure. And it's time to get the goddamn answers, and we'll get it when we get the units in here. Well, that's dumb. That's dumb that we have to actually have it well, before we know this stuff. Like, why can't... We- well, it's dumb because, you, uh, you know, for Sony has never been great as far as being a company that communicates worldwide about different launches. So the Japanese market and the Japanese press have answers to some of these questions already. But then it comes on our side and even on the U.K. side where they're talking to their Sony representatives who don't necessarily have Vitas yet, who don't know exactly. You know what I mean? It's all these little, it's all these little barriers to get around when you're working with these giant international companies. And since we have two months until the official U.S., you know, U.K. release, it's a little less cumbersome to, or a little time, timely to get to us with answers. All right. But we're going to get them on our own. Well, good luck with your Vita channel. Thank you. Important public service announcement. Joe Danger is one of the very best games on the PlayStation Network. No longer ex- uh, solely available on the PlayStation Network. Comes uh, out on exclusive. Xbox Live Arcade next week, Wednesday the... What is that? 13th? Wednesday the 14th, I think. Yes. I think that's what Wednesday sure, is. Sure, why not? Uh, the game is fantastic. It's sort of a blend between Excite Bike and Trials HD. So it's sort of a... You know, it's a motor, motorcycle stunt, motorcycle game. Physics-based, but not nearly as difficult as Trials HD is. It's very car- cartoony and, and, and lighthearted like and fun. extra stuff, too, right? Yeah, this is the special edition. So uh, definitely check that out on XBLA next week. And uh, I have a code to give away Ooh. right now, actually. So one of you listeners, you can download this right now and be playing the game early before wow. everybody else. It's always better to give than receive, Damien. And for free. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Except I am a pitcher. Yeah. Uh, so just uh, I'm going to take the next 10 minutes to read this Xbox Live Arcade code. <laughs> I'll send that. I'm going to go put a cup of coffee. I'm gonna have a... Here we go. HQP2K36JCC4J9HJFTYDCX2MHZ. Enjoy Joe Danger Special Edition on Xbox Live Arcade. Goldfarb, have you ever just sat there and tried to crack an XBLA code and just try to guess them? Nope. No, okay. It would be fun, though. Me neither. <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to GameScoop listener Joey Levan, who sent us a very nice care package, uh, including a bunch of snacks and my favorite bourbon, Bullet Bourbon. Ooh. It's fantastic. You turned me on to the Bullet. 
Yeah. I'm feeling oh, that. so good. I'm feeling that. Uh, he included a, a note here. He says, Damon and the Gamescoop crew, I've been a fan of the show for over four years now. Would often listen to you guys walking to and from my college classes. Now my listening ritual is going to change since I'm graduating from my master's program and entering the real world this month. Gamescoop has been a big, big part of my college experience, and my friends and I have gotten quite panda quite a few times over these past few years to rum jobs and Floridoras. I sent over some whiskey to celebrate, and as thanks for all the laughs and good times you've provided. I'll be doing human resources for General Mills, so I included some of their snacks oh, in the package. Good. Thanks again, and enjoy. Joy. Scoop! Thank you, Joy. That was very Did it, very did it say what state he's from? There's uh, a General Mills plant in Illinois we used to drive by all the time, I remember. I think, no, it did. The package came from Illinois. Oh, look at that. There it is. Small yeah. world. Can, can I, uh, Goldfarb just handed me, there's all this news here about uh, how a, a BBC Nature news piece that someone printed out about how animals predict earthquakes. And uh, <laughs> Livermorium and Florida. What podcast was that? Oh, is that on the tech podcast, maybe? I don't know. What, what, what? Oh, maybe there's science news. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I would explain the garbage Fresca can here. They can't clean up after themselves. Uh, and last week, uh, we, we, we were giving away a copy of the Book of Cain's Diablo 3 art book, yep. lore book that we were giving away. And uh, the lucky recipient of that is Jared Kettner of Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh, I've been there. I've been to Corpus Christi. I've been there, too. It's a good place. Look at us. We have so much in common. We do. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Jared. A winner is you. I will send that out to you shortly. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at Gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Oscar Luna did. That's a good name. He says he wants to know, why are games coming out with online passes? I rent a lot of games because I can't afford to buy every new game I want to play, and it irritates me that I can't play multiplayer on them without buying an online you pass. You are the reason they're <laughs> yeah. doing it, Mr. Luna, because when you rent it, they don't make any money. So then you rent it, and they, you go, oh, I really want to try multiplayer. So you buy the online pass for 10 bucks. Yeah, they, they want they want you to buy their games. That's why they're doing it. We've 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 railed on this in Ambiana already, but but uh, so not to be redundant, but uh, um, the sense of entitlement that gamers have over used and rented games is unreal. And uh, if you want to access the online server that is costing the company money, that they will see none none of your money needed to buy the game, then yeah, you're gonna have to buy an online pass. I think that's totally reasonable. Yeah, people need to get over it. Like really. Quick. See, here's the thing: is that you? I, I've already forgotten how you what you just said. But the, the, how you said it, you said it's un, unreasonable, unreal. Is that what? Yeah, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. No, there's, sense of, there's sense of entitlement. Exactly, and, and I don't think I don't get me wrong. I'm totally down with the online passes for this for the reason that yeah, you shouldn't be. I, you, it's not that you should be. The, I understand people's outrage over it though because it has been like this for 25 years. That's the it's, thing. All of a sudden, not, you're though. flipping a switch. It's okay. I mean, it's not been like that. Change, change, change happens. In, in like. Mr. Luna's, you know, five years of gaming, ten years of gaming, I'm not I, and that. I'm guessing I'm not how that. old it's, Mr. Luna is. It's really a product of this generation. It's not a product of any. You, this wouldn't have been possible in the PS2 era. You know, like yeah, no, I know, I know. But I'm saying, this, since it wasn't possible, now there are these things that people need to think about and figure out how to figure out ways to make sure that gaming continues to be a successful, successful, profitable business, so we continue to get games. I understand when you're just like, I mean, that was an honest question. That wasn't a sarcastic IGN comment, right? Like no, no, he course. honestly didn't understand that he's the problem. He's the reason they're <laughs> doing it. You know what I mean? And there's just like that leverage right now of like you know people not. Totally understanding why it's happening. Yeah. So I, I get him being like, I don't, I don't think that 
expectations are unreasonable or whatever, outrageous or unreasonable or whatever. They're just like they need to be brought to earth as far as, as far as yes, it costs them money to maintain a server and put out free content and keep these things running and bug fix and troubleshoot and do all this. And you wrote that thing way back comparing it to other industries, which I think was totally accurate. Like, I mean, in no other industry other than this, do people buy something used and expect it to have everything that they're getting in like a mm-hmm. brand new one. Yeah, you know, I, I talked about like cars, like Chevys, right. for instance. You buy a used Chevy, OnStar isn't included anymore. <laughs> you know, like you're not going to get OnStar like when you do when you get the car new. It's going to have some mileage, got some wear and tear. You know, buy used games, do what you want. But I, I, I actually applaud the publishers and the developers. Uh, you know, trying to get their money back. Oh, they, oh, we complain in this industry, I think, more and more about you know no new IPs. People don't want to take risks. Um, it's because games don't sell, and you know developers are losing a lot of money on games. And if you want to, you know, uh, it's costing them money to keep their servers running. And and they, they, you know if you don't buy the game new, then they're not seeing any money, and so they need to they need to they're going to hit you, you know. And and it's, it annoys me especially. I'm you know Greg and I cover PS3, and it's it especially annoys me on PS3 because you're not paying for PlayStation Network, so. You know, you're playing the game for free. You bought the game. You bought Resistance Three. You get the online pass. You put it in. It's cool. Everything's co- you know copacetic, and you're playing your game. You don't. You rent it, and no big deal. You rent an EA game, I think, and you get five free days anyway, don't you? Or forty eight hours or something. So like, what's something the like, what's the big deal? You know, it, like mm-hmm. uh, people are. It's it's a sense of entitlement. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge sense of entitlement. I don't get it. I don't get it. Games. I was talking about this with someone. Everyone talks about games being too expensive. Technically, games are cheaper right now than they were when we were kids. Yeah, we talked and, about that recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. last game season or whenever a few ago. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and like games are not more expensive than they've ever been. Games are really cheap right now compared to you know the hundred dollars that people spent fan- on Fantasy Star Four in nineteen ninety four in nineteen ninety four money. So that's and like one hundred thirty dollars. Lester Brown King of Zvamler. I don't know. I just want people to understand that like it's not a it's it it's this online pass thing makes sense. Like if you love games. Then you and you, you love Naughty Dog, you know you love Epic, whatever. Then they need your money to make another game, and y- you can rent games. I used to rent games, and that's fine. You know that's that's cool, and and you know I understand that. But you, know, you gotta there's got to be a give and take. These games aren't just made in a vacuum. You know mm-hmm. if they don't make money, if there's no profit, then you're going to see Uncharted five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You're not going to see like gr- great new IP. You're not going to see an, a, a risk being taken, and maybe a new IP being developed. So I think people need to take the long view and stop having the sense of entitlement, Damon. That's what I think. I agree with you. Thank you. Uh, this is Robert Davidson. Davidson. Okay. He uh, says, adding to the ever-going, ever-going, what is okay to bring into a bathroom talk. Taking a strange corner. I was wondering <laughs> what you guys think about listening to music or podcasts while using the urinal. I've done this many times and was wondering if you guys find this appropriate. So using your urinal, he's talking about standing and, yeah. and peeing. Yeah. I have no problem with that. I can, I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I don't think I would do it just because I wouldn't. I don't know. You're, you're in a bathroom. I would feel like I want my uh, spatial awareness to be at, well, you a, don't, at you its don't peak. Pass the time. It's a, I know. Yeah. But no, a, he, like you know, like you're. I, I probably have done it where I'm getting. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go get on the bus. So I put it on. I start playing music. And I'm like, oh, I want to hit the bathroom before I go. So I go in there and I pee and I leave. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Take, I don't stop the po- podcast. To listen to myself pee. Yeah. Or hear somebody moaning in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything unsanitary about it. I just. I, I don't know that I would do it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's all, what hasn't come into the bathroom with me? That's really the question. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, what hasn't come into the bathroom at some point? La- laptop at some point. Whatever. At some point, they're like that. <laughs> well, we got that. We got the. Uh, we have you know Mike Mitchell is with us now, so we, you know he's got his cat Chloe. Yeah. Uh, uh, talking about self entitled. Chloe's got some entitlement <laughs> issues, uh, and she's got the she's got the covered uh, litter box. box in there, which makes a nice table for your laptop when you're mm. on the toilet. Okay. <laughs> Nice. So, yeah, 
So oh, I just no. walked by Colin. He wasn't going to the bathroom there, but he's just sitting there eating a steak off the. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? While listening to a podcast. I'm yeah, sure. I, I like to have my spatial awareness while I eat my steak. <laughs> Although Damon very, you know, I remember Damon uh, and I were at a bar. Uh, he very vehemently intercepted me as I was trying to bring my beer yeah, into yeah. the bathroom, and I was like, "I'm doing it." And you're like, "You can't." Came to it came to blows. <laughs> at the uh, holiday party, I saw a lot of people bring bringing their drinks into the bathroom, and I was thinking about that. I'm not a fan either. No. I do it. Who cares? What do I have to live for? <laughs> uh, this is Steven Schwindeman. I like this name too. Why doesn't IGN have a mobile website? We do. M.IGN.com. Exactly. <laughs> Putting on fires left and right. We also uh, have a touch uh, hmm. one for iPad, which is awesome. This is an interesting name. Touch.IGN.com. This is a German listener. Okay. Hanno, Hanno Terbuchen. Terboiken. Terboiken. Okay. Terboiken. Mr. Terboiken. Terboiken. Is there an iTunes feed that provides... Oh, okay. So there's an issue with our iTunes feed. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, all of iTunes videos are showing up in our podcast feed. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Um, and he's... Uh, he's vehemently upset. You know, yeah, he's just pointing this out. Yeah, we, we realized that and we're working on it. We, we thought we'd have it fixed. They tweaked the feed for some reason and their tweak added all of iTunes videos to the podcast <laughs> That's feed. That's good. So, yeah, Is that now, why the fix hasn't been updated since Thanksgiving? Somebody keeps, tw- yeah, keeps tweeting me that. I'm yeah, like, I don't... Tweet Naomi, I don't care. Well, now, now it is, but also every other video is coming. Right, yeah, so if you if you subscribe to the games, IGN Games podcast feed, you're being spammed with all of iTunes videos. So we're, we'll, we'll, we'll get it fixed. But we make good shortly. videos. That's true. I, That's true. I hope you enjoy those Hollywood Squares PSN Videos yeah. I put yeah, and there was a PlayStation blog one with Ray Gutierrez. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, this is David Schmidt. Okay. When I was checking out the Starhawk preview this week, is that you or Clements? Clements. I felt that this was the last vestige of space dogfighting sims today. Oh my god, you're telling me. What do you guys think the genre of games like TIE Fighter, Rogue Squadron, and Free Space 2 faded from interest? They mostly used joysticks, which are rare nowadays, but it wouldn't have been hard to optimize them for a dual analog layout to play on a console, and yet those types of games have all but died out. Real quick, none of those are sims. Okay. They're, they're simulations of something that doesn't exist. Wait, oh, you're right. not simulating you get a TIE Fighter pilot? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but still. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah, types still. of games. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Colin remembers uh, uh, space uh, dogfighting games, uh, Colony Wars, on, Colony, yeah, on the on PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. On the original PlayStation. Yeah. I loved that game. That game was hardcore. Yeah, I mean, they. they I, th- I feel like the genre just still exists. You just kind of got to dig. And obviously, there's a lot of... Uh, like you mentioned, Tie Fighter and, and X Wing and those games, like those are classics and people remember them very fondly and stuff. But doesn't you know, if he's looking for a sim, he's I mean he's not, like like Greg said, he's not talking about a sim. Um, if he wants those kinds of games, then you can. You know, I'm sure it doesn't Microsoft still, still do Flight Simulator and and uh, yeah, but he yeah. wants to get in space, goddammit. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, well, you can pick up the PSP Star Wars Battlefronts. They had uh, space combat in there. Well, I think every Star Wars game probably has like one level like that. Yeah, like, but, I mean, like but I mean, like this is like multiplayer. I don't even know if the servers still up for that. I probably because y'all bought it used, you jackass. <laughs> I just I'm confused about you know he's he's referencing Starhawk. I mean, Starhawk is is like a an amalgam of many different styles of gameplay. So it's funny that it, that kind of reminds me of that because I, I played it when I was down there a couple weeks ago, and that game was really cool. But um, it didn't it didn't quite remind me of the days of playing Tie Fighter on my Sony Vio or something like that. Mm. So. It's a little more. So it's dead. That's why. I wonder if that would work on an iPad, like a Tie Fighter style game, right? Like with the gyro. Yeah, gyro. You're holding it like you're like that's your steering wheel or something. Sure, that'd be really cool. Actually, I would play that. All right, you heard it here first. One customer. Anybody, anybody makes that game. Neutron Synergy. (laughs) Neutron Synergy. Games Group needs a cut of the sales. Uh, This is Sam Taylor. He says I shouldn't have to wish myself a happy birthday, but I'm doing it anyway. I've dropped hints. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've bad. dropped hints to my girlfriend and all my friends, but I doubt any of them have actually emailed you to give me a birthday shout out. So I thought I'd make the effort myself. Just Damn. to let you know, it's my birthday on December 9th, which was yesterday. Right? Yes? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so. Uh, right? I've, huh? Yeah? I've been in bed <laughs> solidly since my 22nd birthday party last Saturday due to getting alcohol poisoning. Damn. Off of one too many Floridoras. He is a party animal. Any birthday get well soon you could send my way would be greatly appreciated. Do you have anything from back? Well, happy birthday, of course. I'm just more depressed that you had to write it in yourself. Like, well, no one's done it for me. I assume. <laughs> but yeah, uh, happy birthday. Don't drink so. Don't yeah, drink so hard. Enjoy. I, enjoy Floridoras responsibly. Yeah. Alcohol poisoning, hard to get. Yeah. You were really like, trying. We drink a lot, Greg. Yeah. And, but we don't get alcohol poisoning. No, and I mean, it's one of those things. Now you drink yourself. Now Tonight you're we go out, we have that one boot of beer. We're like, oh, hey, man. Eyes are bleeding. I'm one consecutive hangover day away from having alcohol poisoning myself. No. That's why I'm so glum today. It's like, oh, yeah, you're usually a ray of sunshine right here. I know. Just a burst of energy. I don't know why I felt so bad the day after the holiday party because I only drink beer. Yeah. I really didn't drink that much. I think they have dirty taps at, at Pete's Tavern. Wow, you, you're like hungover, hungover? Yeah, I had a headache. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, my legs great. felt like I was underwater when I'd walk around the office when I first got here. I Your felt legs like I felt like you're underwater. Yeah. Like, underwater. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. That sounds like a that sounds like a serious problem. <laughs> I had the bends. I came up from the bathroom too fast at Pete's Tavern. This is Andrew. It's me. Not Goldfarb. Damn it, Andrew Elmore. Hey, Scoop Crew, just want to give you guys my thanks, as this is the third year in a row where I've taken Damon's advice, gotten cozy on the couch with some hot chocolate, and watched the best Christmas movie ever made, Die Hard. Thanks and Merry Christmas. <laughs> Still hard, never huh? watched that in like a sitting, unedited. You've never really? watched I've popped in once or twice on like TBS, see it from like a certain thing. I don't know how it begins. Why, why, are, why are we friends? I don't know. I don't know why we're friends. <laughs> Die Hard, Die Hard 1 so is definitely, good. yeah, it's definitely the best action movie ever. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, it's probably the best action movie How about ever. Live Free or Die Hard? That's probably the worst action movie. No, <laughs> it's fine. It's not anywhere near as good as the original, but it's fine. I'll check it's it out. Totally bad. watchable. Timothy Olyphant is a terrible movie. Greg, you gotta watch Die Hard. Okay, it's, it's, I'll it's watch so it. Good. I've seen parts and he yells stuff. yippee ki yay yay <laughs> When they bleep it on TV, I don't know what he says after that. Uh, this is Joseph McPherson. He's fierce. He says, I need help on a game. I don't remember what it was called. And I don't even know where to find out, so I'm emailing you guys. It was a first-person shooter for PS1, I think. And all I remember is there were people and some kind of, I don't know, I'm thinking either crabs or scorpions or spiders, and you could kill them with a flame floor. And it was in some kind of base. Doom? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Doom to me. Uh, time splitters? Duh. That wasn't on that PS1. Wasn't yeah, that wasn't a PS1 game. What, it, what, did time splitters 2? It came out on PS2, though, I remember. Yeah, Time, Splitters, yeah. Time was Splitters was the, a PS2 yeah. launch launch title. All right, so what, uh, I see that where I'm getting confused. Mm. I don't know. There so there's people that kill crabs with flamethrowers in a base. In a base, the yeah. base thing that, that that just always reminds me of, the, of Doom. I don't top know. Shop. It was Top Shop. What the Go hell? Go buy was Top it? Shop. What is that? Just let them buy Top Shop. You won't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> me and Jeremy Parrish love Top Shop. You will too. Just go buy it. I have no mm. idea. Sorry. Get your trip trip shoes. This is Chris Farley. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. From the <laughs> We've been living under the new castrated IGN scale for a while Man, now. Man, motherfucker. Uh-oh. Damn, son. <laughs> Chris Farley, back from the dead, pissed <laughs> off at the IGN 20-point scale. <laughs> Since then, it's shown up quite a bit in comments. Examples like 8.5 again, or Greg gives 10s. <laughs> yeah, I, I give away one. one, ten, one ten in Man, five if years. we were on a 100-point scale, I sure wouldn't have given it a 10. <laughs> 
I can understand your reasons for making the change, but besides being a water cooler topic for trolls, the new scale seems somehow less satisfying. Do you guys miss the old scale, or is it just me? Also, who made the call in changing it? Well, to answer the first question for Greg Miller, no, fuck, I do not miss the old scale. It was so stupid to sit there and be like, well... It's an 8.6 oh, or man, an 8.7. Really, yeah. like tell, yeah, tell me the difference between an 8.7 and an 8.8. I, I fucking dare you. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. difference. It got like yeah, it, it, and the, the reason it's not there is because we didn't want it, and we asked for years for it to stop. Damon actually just did stop yeah. for six months. Damon just <laughs> went under his own policy of a twenty point scale and didn't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah there are very, actually like when I was reviewing games like on the side before I became a full PlayStation editor or whatever. Uh, I very rarely gave yeah, out. Yeah, I think you talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, very, that. I would always give like a, a zero a point zero point five score with like rare exception uh, because like it just because I, I, in my mind I'm like I don't really know. What the hell the difference between a seven point six and a seven point seven is? That's just a, that's just an arbitrary thing. And by the way, uh, my own scale would be no scale at all because I don't think we should be giving review scores. That's that's what I think. Yeah. So, yeah. I would love I would love a world where we reviewed games and it was just text. I say that I've been I've been I've been trying to push that one through. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> no, that won't. That, How that do you feel about that, Damon? No scores. I respectfully disagree. Just because I I I wouldn't want to force people to read. Well, so first of all, you can't force people to read a review. Mm-hmm. Like, give the people what they want. They want people want review scores. And for me, uh, from a usability standpoint, like I want to be able to get the just at a glance. You know, if that's all I'm looking for. You know, that's fair. Yeah. like I said, there's there's games that I'm really excited about that I want to know about, and then there's games that I have a much more casual interest in that I don't need to read a review yeah, yeah. on. I can just look. Oh, that game's a six. Okay, yeah, that's I, I I guess I don't need to check that out then. Yeah, yeah my mentality's always been. Um, you know, people people think we're like this hive mind, and that you know, Greg gave, uh, Greg, yeah, yes, exactly. That Greg gave Uncharted three a ten, and Jeff back in the day gave Metal Gear Solid four a ten, and thus they must be equivalent. Um, and maybe they don't have any problems, or they have very few problems, or whatever. But like to me, it's like I want people to get into the text and read just why the game's good or why the game's bad, what what it does well, what it doesn't do well, why it might appeal to them. I feel like boiling it down to a score is easy, and we do it, you know, all the time. Well, sometimes not easy, but you know, and and but I want people to get into the nuance of why a game is good or bad, and and I think creating a culture where people did read the reviews, I think, would be exciting to me because I think people would find more games maybe that they liked, uh, even if the game was to get a seven. You know, people mm-hmm. would sometimes, oh, it's a seven, but oh, this is, this is you know, like Homefront, for instance. Like I love Homefront. I gave mm-hmm. it a seven <laughs> because you know, like, because it's good. Because it's good, and you know, for me, it's it's awesome because I love that setting. And and I, but if someone just looked and was like, oh, Homefront seven, but but then yeah. they, but they were really into the road, or they were really into Jericho, or something like that, and they would love Homefront actually. Then they would never maybe know that. So that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, but I guess you keep in mind like uh, those readers don't owe you anything. Like they don't, you know, oh, they, sure. they're not like. Uh, you can't expect them to read your thoughts. The you know. sense of entitlement is <laughs> unreal. It's outrageous. That was, what, that was what I when David and I were in Germany. I, 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 I uh, the, uh, the 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 slow service yeah. was outrageous. I was, I was like, it's outrageous. <laughs> they were like, really? Is it really outrageous? <laughs> Dude, I hope we go back to Germany, or yeah, maybe we we'll take you to Tokyo next time. That would yeah. be that would be fun. That'd be fun. fun. Too. That'd be awesome. And it's all the scoops for you we have this week. Uh, it's about 20 minutes now until the VJ starts. Oh, my start. God. we got to order pizza. Uh-oh. So we got to get amped. Uh, but thank you, Greg. Thank you, Colin. Thank, thank you, you, Andrew. We'll have you on again sometime. Sure. Uh, I leave you listeners this week with a dubstep track I, I found uh, recently that samples a, a gentleman you, you may be familiar with. Uh, you may be well-versed in. Uh, it's a really cool song. It's called Fumigate, and uh, it's by a couple artists called Sluggo and Nerd Rage. Check it out. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.